and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. So it's Fashion Month. I'm very excited. Oh my gosh, I have so much to share with you today. I have a show packed full of Fashion Week stuff. Let's call it notes. Um, I don't. Ha- I have a little bit of notes of Fashion Week, but it's literally just starting. So in the upcoming weeks, I'm going to have my summaries of New York and all the cities, Paris, Milan, etc. So. Um, it's obviously very different this month as it was in September. September, it was kind of like the changing over. And I think uh, everybody has figured out they've got to do everything virtual. Maybe a few in-person events here and there, but very scattered and obviously very, very limited. So um, we're expecting to see fashion films, lots of lookbooks from lots of designers. Um, and overall, I think the overall temperature um, – in the fashion industry, and, and this is my opinion from talking to many different people. I've been talking to both friends and colleagues and, um, you know, people in different areas of the fashion world. Everybody seems pretty optimistic about September shows. So that made me feel good. <laughs> Because honestly, I know some people will say, well, you know, maybe virtual is better. And I firmly believe for some industries and for certain things, absolutely. I think going forward, we should all be doing Zoom meetings, again, for certain things. For the fashion industry, I'm going to say no. Um, because I, I'm, t- I'm talking specifically of when buyers have to look at clothing and choose that to buy. Even if they're buying for online, it's a little weird. And I spoke to a buyer friend of mine, and she said, yeah, it's just not the same. When you're looking at you can't get the feel of the garment, the look of it. How does it drape? It just, it's just not the same when you're, everything is digital. So you have to see that stuff in person. And I think it's part of what excites people. Uh, forget about all the technical stuff and, you know, the look it just it gives a certain energy that if you've I I don't know if I can quite explain it if you've never been to a fashion show there is an energy that's almost magical and depending on the show you know the excitement can be like off the Richter scale but it's it's just something I don't know it's really fun it's exciting you're seeing these clothes you're seeing a person's vision come to life so you're seeing a designer's, you know, where they've started months and months ago with drawings or whatever it is, however they're doing it. Maybe it's on the computer. And now it's all the way to the other end of production and it's walking on a runway, it, you know, obviously on a model. Um, and it's just, I don't know, the excitement around it, what, how they build out the show. I mean, these are mini shows now. So uh, I think this is one thing that has to get back to, you know, pre-COVID days. And hopefully it will. So the other thing I was thinking about... And then I thought about this and then I'm like, okay, I know someone that that does this for a living is a street photographer is street style. One of my favorite things to talk about, I always talk about, you know, the circus that happens in New York during Fashion Week. And by circus, I mean people wearing the oddest concoctions and some are really really like wow, just shocking and cool and some are just out there. I mean, really just out there. That's why I say circus. 
Um, and then some people are like, I love my favorite person to see, no matter who it is, guy, girl, whatever, um, is the person that is so understated, but yet they make this incredible statement because that's really hard to do especially when you're in a sea of everybody trying and lots of people try and they are successful you know at at creating a look and then there's like and usually it's like an editor you know that's like 40 something maybe 50 something and maybe maybe 20 something not that it wouldn't be but usually when I notice it's it's that age person and it's an editor that just is like I said, understated, but very current. It's not like super trendy. Maybe they're, they have a trendy piece on, but something like just so elegant. Like, you know, they'll have a white button-down shirt, like a man's oversized shirt. And it'll be like the sleeves will be rolled up to, you know, a certain way and a little neckerchief around her neck. And then these like incredible, you know, neon green cowboy boots or something where you're like, wow, that's so odd. I would, you know, but the way she wears it, it just looks like effort with like a silk skirt or something. I don't know. I'm just, but it's so simple and cool. So I miss street style, we'll say. So hopefully, you know, there are, and this is the other thing, there are photographers that built a a career off of this. I mean, I know someone that that's what he does. He just takes photographs. And uh, there's someone I know that uh, is a friend of a friend, also does this for a living, travels about 300 days a year, really is never home, you know, because he really goes, and this is someone that's, you know, been doing it a long time, and he really goes from city to city, wherever the fashion weeks are. Think about it. We have it twice a week, twice a year here, but then there's other fashion weeks, then there's couture week, then there's men's fashion week. That's happening all around the world in different cities. So this guy in particular travels, and oh, and then there's all the resort collections. So um, almost every week, there's some sort of fashion something happening, uh, you know, a show or presentation in the industry. And that's what he does. He does the street style. So he's kind of out of a job right now or, you know, laying low or just, you know, he had to pivot and change. So I didn't think about that. Anyway, but what did happen already was Copenhagen Fashion Week, which, by the way, I just said this to my husband last night. I said, you know, at first, they haven't been around that long. And when it first started, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Let's see if it takes off. Because you never know in certain cities, what you know, who's going to show? Is it just going to be Danish um, designers? Is it going to be more Eastern European designers? What? Who's going to show there? And I have to say... I, Every year I look and I'm more and more impressed with what's happening there. I actually want to go. I want, when we can go, I really want to go to Copenhagen Fashion Week. It's short and sweet. It's 72 hours So because it's new. So, um, But I'll have to tell you, some of the most talked about emerging designers have been showing their things there. And I took some notes of what I saw to bring to you, things that we could translate and relate to our everyday wardrobe, and also things that we can absolutely wear now and wear later. And you know I'm all about the um, double duty, the clothing, getting getting more bang for your buck, and wearing things multiple seasons. No longer are we doing, you know, summer wardrobe, winter wardrobe, with the exception of the obvious, you know, scarf and hat and swimsuits and, you know, lighter. But we really need a kind of spring, summer slash fall, winter, I I think. Um, 
So a couple pieces that I saw that I highlighted. First one was my favorite thing. Funny enough, I've been, I've noticed this recently. It's the sweater vest. I actually wore one the other day. I just bought a new one. And I thought, oh, this is something I forgot about. I actually really love the typical old school Argyle sweater vest, the kind that look like, you know, you're you're going to prep school, maybe. Um, I think I like it because I like a preppy style, and I like to mix that preppy style in with other styles. I think it looks cool when you, if you can do that successfully. Um, so the sweater vest is hot, hot, hot right now. And particular, it looks like there's a lot of men's versions that women are wearing. So it looks like a men's print, like a like a men's suit. Almost like the print, like a Glen plaid, an argyle, a um, checkered, um, and then the women are wearing. And I'm seeing two styles: cropped, a little cropped version with a shirt underneath, or super long and oversized. Now these are button up or zipper up front, right? Uh, no, over the head. So they're pullover. Yes, and they still call it a sweater vest. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it's V neck or it's crew neck. I've mm. seen from what I've seen, and I've seen this. I mean, you always know that it's you know it probably was on runways six months ago when you see it in fast fashion. So I've seen it at H and M. I've seen it at Zara already. So. Um, I think, by the way, this is just taking off. I think we're going to see this continue into next fall. So by next fall, we're going to see lots and lots and lots, and we'll probably see them in both the men and the women's sectors. So, um, But I really like this. Again, this is something, because for me, even right now, so I had one on the other day. Mine was like a shawl collar. Mine was more like a wrap sweater, kind of. So picture like if you wrapped a sweater and had a belt that tied, but it was, you know, sleeveless. So when I had it on and tied up, it looked like an over-the-head vest. Um, and it just hit right at the hip bone. It wasn't cropped. It wasn't long. And I just wore a plain white button-down shirt underneath with a pair of vegan leather pants. And I was perfectly warm, I have to say, because I usually get warm in when there's too much heat or something. But if I'm cold, I like how the center of my body is kept warm. My arms don't usually get warm, you know, too too hot. So I felt like the sweater vest is really good. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Um, the other thing I saw for Copenhagen Fashion Week was color blocking. So this is always this is not nothing new, but I like that because this can appeal to many different. Um, styles, men and women. This can be this can be translated many different ways. Uh, this is something that was new that popped up: the neon boot trend. Um, hmm, how do I feel about this one? Probably not what. And I always say this, and when I say this, I'm gonna you're gonna hear me say in three months. Guess what I bought? Um, not one I, I'm gonna hop on. But uh, I hate to, I, it typically me no, I don't really go for neon things unless it's like in my swimsuit, maybe. But last time I said that, I ended up buying a windbreaker that was navy with you know neon pink or whatever. Anyway, this is a hot trend. Um, and then I saw things that were like simple, like sweater dresses. Again, this isn't anything new, but a lots of like belting it, which I love. I think this is an easy way to, to kind of dial up a sweater dress is to belt it, uh, with a thicker belt, a thinner belt. And that's great. That's very practical. 
Uh, and then moving into the summer, it would be the shirt dress. So the fabric goes from a sweater to a, a shirt. And belting it was all the rage, not all the rage, but I just saw a lot of this popping up, a lot of photos from Copenhagen. Um, fuzzy collars on coats was very, very big. So uh, there was a statement made. It would be like, in lieu of a scarf, you're going to wear this big. And there were oversized fuzzy collars and sort of a shearling silhouette. So if you picture a shearling jacket, um, I know, saw another photo of a leather jacket with just this over-exaggerated collar that was that was really, really fuzzy. Um, and it's, I guess, like a boucle or like a wool, I guess, like a nubby wool. And then there was a color. There's always a color that pops up. And the color I saw was, again and again, was lime green. <laughs> so how will we wear that? Hmm. Well, my initial reaction is I won't, but <laughs> I probably will at some point. So uh, no, just kidding. Uh, lime green, I think this is great in a pattern. That's how I would wear it. I'd pair it with navy. I'd pair it with plum, like a dark, you know, something dark and solid, like a gem tone. Even maybe a gray can be worn with it. Black, I saw it with black, and I feel like that's kind of harsh. So I don't know that I would wear it, but maybe. I mean, it could be. I would wear this in very, very small doses, though. So lime green, um, you know, like all the other color trends, not something I'm going to be head to toe in or dressing my clients in. But something, you know, if they're looking for a color, okay. Again, this just means we're seeing it on the on the runway, so it's just going to be more accessible to us. So if you like it, great. If you don't, pass. And that's it. That was my notes for um, Copenhagen Fashion Week, which I'm very, very excited. So again, New York Fashion Week is starting. Oh, I didn't share this bit with you. It's starting on the 14th, so that's Sunday, and it's only about four days long. There have been some events that have already started. They're kind of having like uh, lectures and um, kind of little town hall type of the virtual town hall type of things that have started. But most of the shows are starting running the 14th to the 18th. You can watch it. Good news. So go to fashionweekonline.com and you'll see a schedule for New York. This is for New York, obviously. And then I do believe you may have to sign up and it is free. I'm pretty sure. I don't think you can watch without signing up. So you've just got to enter your email. And, uh, yeah, you will see. Well, basically, that's how I'm watching. I'm, not, I'm actually not going to any in-person shows. February, I don't like to go to the shows anyway because I'm usually freezing because um, it's cold or it's snowing or whatever. So I'm very happy to be watching them this month at this time um, at home with a latte in my pajamas. So. That's what I'll be watching. Fashionweekonline.com starting Sunday. Okay, and then I wanted to mention um, my reels, my Instagram reels. Okay, so I, I joined two of my influencer friends, Ali Aselli and Simply by Simone. Those are their um, Instagram names. And they decided to do a 28-day challenge of outfits of the day. Now, I realized very quickly this was not practical for me because I work. <laughs> I've got a business to run. They are full-time influencers. To be fair, they are full-time influencers, so they've got the time. That's their job. That's what they do. They have to be present online every single day. I am not. So um, I'm sort of a part-time influencer, I guess you could say. And um, so I'm do I'm kind of jumping in and out. So I'm joining them, you know, day 14, whatever. I've done a lot of outfits. So 
If you're looking for inspiration or just want to see what we're up to, you know, we're, we kind of have fun with it. And what's great about the three of us is we are three different age groups. So we've, we're, one of us is in our 20s. It's not me. The other one's in their 30s. It's not me. And then there's me in my 40s. So we are taking your everyday pieces like a black blazer, black boots, um, leggings, a sweater, sweater dress, whatever, and showing you our version of how to style it. So you're getting, you know, pieces you may have in your closet. And then we're using our own stuff as we're using our own stuff and kind of giving it a twist. So be sure and check that out. It's wardrobe envy on Instagram, wardrobe underscore N-V-E-N-V-Y. I just posted a sweater dress. As a matter of fact, yesterday was a sweater dress. Yes. Um, so be sure and check that out. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was I've got a new blog post on my blog, which is also wardrobeenvy.com. And it's all about statement coats. So if you're in the market, by the way, now is a great time to buy a winter coat because they're usually deep, dis- deeply discounted. Um, spring is hitting most of the stores now. Uh, now's the time. So I give a few great tips on the right coat for you and how to, how to choose it and what to look for. Be sure and check that out. Okay, coming up after the break, guess what I have more fabulous tips. I've got the best websites for petite size and plus size. You won't want to miss that on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, ladies and gents, I have the best websites for petites and plus sizes. Very, very excited about this because I tend to get a lot of questions about that. And I felt like I should kind of maybe talk about this on the show. So um, it certainly can be challenging to find a brand with a full size range. I know. Um, so I've, I've listed a few for bo- on both sides of the spectrum. And many times a brand, if they sell petite, petite sizes, they often sell plus sizes and vice versa. Um, m- many times, not always, but many. So I did a little research and here's what I've come up with. Okay, so for my uh, plus size ladies, curvy ladies out there, ASOS was one of the number one um, websites that kept coming up in my research, and I, I really liked what they had to offer. Very affordable, lots of athleisure wear, and they also carry formal wear. So ASOS, A-S-O-S, ASOS.com, and they go up to a size 28. So the, the size range varied in some of these websites. So I tried to find what size every one of them went up to. 
Um, the next one, uh, if we're talking department stores, Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom. Can't not mention those two. Uh, and I know Nordstrom has an excellent plus-size department. I believe it's if it's still called that, unless they've changed it, it was called Encore, the Encore department, which I always love that name. Um, and Bloomingdale's also has one as well. The good thing about if you're going to go this route so obviously, and by the way, this can be both an in-person thing or an online thing. So I highly, highly, highly recommend if you're looking for something specific or you're just looking for one or two pieces, oh, I need to maybe refresh my, my outfit or I'm sick of being in loungewear at home, I highly recommend calling Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom and speaking with a personal shopper. So you make an appointment. You might even be able to do this online. I'm sure you can, actually. You make an appointment. You can do, like I said, virtual appointment, and they're basically FaceTiming you, and you can, you know, have a conversation. Or you can go into the store if you're comfortable with that. I've been in both stores. Very sa- I felt very safe. Obviously, everyone's social distance. And the stores are not crowded. Trust me. They're not. I was actually just in Bloomingdale's two days ago. Um, so you, you can even go in an off time if it made you feel better. Usually when you're going into an appointment with a personal shopper, it's a separate space. So you're going to have your own dressing room. There's not going to be anybody nearby um, if, if you're comfortable doing that. But I highly recommend that because you're going to get that one-on-one attention. You're going to get the best of the best. And that's the closest you're going to get to having a stylist is a personal shopper. Um, There is a difference between the two, but you'll get that will give you the feeling of that one-on-one attention of having a stylist. So I would for sure check that out if you want to go that route. If you are strictly a shop online gal, I've also got Fabletics, which is basically for all your gym essentials. Good American, this is basically for all your denim, best known for your for jeans. This is the company that is co-founded by Khloe Kardashian. And before you maybe might crinkle your nose, <laughs> um, I have to say, I don't own a pair, but I'm interested. I might be purchasing a pair soon because when I did the research, the, I mean, this brand, first of all, let me say this. If a Kardashian is involved in something, you know it's they're, it's going to be good. They're not going to put out – because it's their brand and it's their image. They're not going to put out something that's not good. Whether you like them or not, that's beside the point. And, um, you know, those girls are curvy. So, therefore, they have the same problems that many, many people have. I have this problem. Something fits me in the hip and the thigh and the butt and then really big in the waist because my waist is a little small. So I would always have to get my jeans tailored. Not anymore. So apparently the Good American Jeans, that's what they're known for, for really fitting and hugging your body the way it, you want it and really being comfortable. So, um, again, I'll get back to you when I try. I do. I will try a pair eventually. Um, J. Crew, obviously for that more preppier style. And don't forget, great best place, to I think, to shop for cashmere um, and also resort wear. And they go up to a size 24. Uh, another website is Simply B. It's called... Uh, more trendy pieces but very affordable most things were under a hundred bucks and they went up to a size 34 that's simply b.com okay let's move to my petite little flowers this is so technically petite now i've seen five three and under and i've seen five four and under so technically i'm considered petite um it's interesting though i don't really wear petite sizes once in a while, I will buy something, and it's usually pants because of the length. 
but I don't usually buy just because most of the brands I like give a full size range from, you know, a double zero all the way up to whatever, you know, 18 or 24 or extra small the way. And then I'm usually the small, either the extra small or the small fits fine. I don't like things to be too snug unless that's what it's meant to. It's meant to be really fitted. Um, but in general, I like my clothing a little bit on the looser side. So I tend to not buy petites. Um, and again, unless something's really long, like a skirt or pants, then I might do it. So Amazon, our friend, believe it or not, they have a full dedicated petite section. So if you go type in, so I did it this morning just to double check. You put in the search bar, petite fashion, and it'll say for women will pop up. You click on that, and it literally has a full size range. So it goes from extra, extra small, petite, all the way to XXL, petite. And I was like, wow, that's really a full size range. Um, And then it had the same thing for tall. So we covered both ends. It had extra small, which is kind of weird. I'm like, well, why would you be extra small tall? And I was thinking about it. I'm like, would that be like the supermodels? I don't know. I, I guess, you know, teeny tiny, I guess, in the waist and the hip and thigh, but really tall. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, so that was good to know. So Amazon Anthropology, one of my all-time favorite stores. Definitely they always have a petite section. And, you know, I like the store for your casual wear all the way to your sort of semi-formal wear. They often have great pieces around the holidays, you know, sequin dresses and um pieces that could could easily be worn to wedding or special events um, when we're going to those things again. And also Banana Republic, so another mall, great mall store. Banana Republic, I like, so they've got a petit, full petite section as well. I like Banana Republic for business casual. When I think of, okay, well, what do they do well? Like, what are they known for that I would buy? I don't really shop there often. Um, I certainly have many years ago. Um, at one point when they had a different creative director, I think it was Marissa Webb, I was, I think it was, is that who it was? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I was buying a ton of stuff, and then they sort of changed direction, and eh, I'm just not loving their stuff anymore. But if I needed something for, let's say, a client, a business casual suit or something, petite, that would definitely be on my list to, to look there. Um, it would be Banana Republic. And kind of just like basics. Oh, another one of my favorites, Gal Meets Glam. I love this. I love this name. So this is a website, and it was started by a blogger. Her name is Julia Engel. I love this story, by the way. She is also petite, and she launched launched a line of feminine dresses and separates. So it's very flouncy, very girly, um, very, very pretty. And uh, I, I think she might be from California. I get that vibe, anyway, from the, from the clothing. And uh, just something cute, something cute for spring and summer. And again, that's Gal Meets Glam. Another one on my list is Ralph Lauren. We can't forget Ralph Lauren. There's a petite section available in lots of cropped lengths. And it is uh, a little bit limited, though. It's a size 2 to 14. So it doesn't go um, up that far. And lastly is Reformation. Love this website. They're best known for dresses, denim, and jumpsuits. So more casual wear. So that's Reformation.com. And that's my list of go-tos for petite ladies or curvy ladies yes loved it all right so um 
next week I'm going to have lots of notes. So Fashion Week notes from New York and uh, maybe a little bit from London because it'll, it'll have just started. But again, check it out, fashionweekonline.com. You won't want to miss some of the shows. It will be fabulous. And be sure and check out Wardrobe Bambi on Instagram. Thanks for joining me. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH. AM 1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden.